like we've been winging all our intros we the entire this. time yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's our <laughs> it's just gargling like all right <laughs> Welcome to a special episode of Heartbeats. Special. Nah, this is just a special episode of Heartbeats. Nothing, nothing bad. A storytelling podcast about ordinary people in an extraordinary land. What are you doing? <laughs> now I'm just confused. <laughs> this is after the music plays. Not, are you not sure? During. Yes. <laughs> so, I had a nap. So, like before in our last special, um, this special is just with me and Jazz, opposed from just me and Rob. Um, and I, I guess we'll get started. So, um, this looks, this takes place uh, the day after the dog show, bum, bum, which, bum. which at the time of this recording we have not done yet. <laughs> Shh. We got. We, we gotta didn't at the time secret. the last special either. Uh, the last special has a has a set time, and we'll get to that eventually. We'll we'll figure out where that's placed. Um, so, Jazz, what is Charlene doing today? Charlene has a mission. She needs her printing press. And by she needs her printing press, I mean she has to go find one or make one. Because she doesn't know how long her hands can continue to handwrite every single article. They're more like pamphlets, and she really wants a newspaper. Yeah, she needs a printing press. Why keep handwriting many, many, many <laughs> pamphlets and sending them out when you can have a printing press that just prints them all well, out for it's you? It's more like she finds the community board that's stuck in the corner, like behind Sheep's Head Inn, that like everyone forgot about, put it in the center of town, and like sticks a note up on it that is whatever the article is. <laughs> the, the old community board that's now just in the middle of the of the town center. Yep. Okay. It's there now. And so she's just been posting her articles there. She doesn't know if anybody reads them, mostly because when it rains, they bleed. So she needs printing press. <laughs> I'm making this shit up as I go. I, I mean, aren't we all? Well, there's a there's a few places you can you can go and make uh make or find or get a printing press. I mean, there are some few individual towns. You know, you have the general store. If you want to maybe see if they have one in soccer, could get one. There's the uh the brothers who are mechanics. They could build you one. That's all I can think of at the moment. I mean, she could always order one, but that kind of defeats the whole purpose of hiding in a small town if you get something shipped from a big town to a small town. She's already ruled that one True. out. True, and also the cost of one pre-built, right, would probably be exceeding your, your budget. Oh my gosh, it'd be like half a train car into itself. It'd be a little expensive. Just um, a tad. So she considers the options, immediately rules out the train, and ordering one that just is going to take too long. Yeah. Um, and she goes, well, you know, the brothers. Yeah. Printing presses and wood and steel. Yeah, that's a blacksmith kind of thing and an inventor. Oh, I'll go see them. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, so you, so you easily make your way to the uh, to the shop. Uh, you have you haven't been here yet. Um, and the the shop is in front of like you know big giant warehouses that are connected to it. And uh, you walk in, and the only person at the counter is time is uh working on some something fiddling with some kind of box time i have an order <laughs> um he he looks up at you stopping what he's doing and goes do i know you uh yeah we we met at the thing the other day i'm charlene the reporter uh, maybe Mayor oh, Kurtz right. talked right, about me. Right, right. Yeah. Right, I forgot. New. Right. Come on, come on. Sorry. I, I've got an order for you. Uh, you might need some paper. I'm not really trying to make it. Okay, well, I oh, yeah, I don't need much paper. See, I can keep it all in my head. And he, uh-huh. like, just taps his noggin. Yeah. I need a printing press. He, he, he kind of just stares at you, his... Mouth doesn't open, but his jaw just kind of does drop a bit. Um, I mean, goes, I, I need payment in like a few installments because I don't really have enough right now. But I need you to start work on a printing press so that my newspaper is in a single copy that gets stuck in the rain and nobody ever reads. I'm working on a home delivery feature, too. But yeah, that, that can be done by a, a person. Oh, okay. Um, oh, he'd be well. recruiting Gum Gum. Actually, he'd be really good at delivering papers. <laughs> the irony of of a dog mailman is great. <laughs> um, yeah, so Do you see this face? I, I, for for our audio listeners who can't see our faces, there's just a shady and grin on Jazz's face, and it's great. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, but Cyrus yeah, looks at you, yeah. and with a smile, just goes, "Oh, I think we can work out a uh, some payment plan, though." And and he seems to ponder, and he looks down at the thing he's working on. Well, mm. oh, I'll tell you something. There's a there's a man just down the road. Uh, in, a, in a big purple caravan, you can't miss it. It's right next to uh, the the pet store. Oi. I if you can get me something from him, uh, something simple like um, you know, uh, avoid gym. Oi, that would be appreciated. Avoid gym. Sure, I can get that. Fantastic. I. Do not like dealing with that man. He's a bit. I just don't like making deals with him. He's uh-huh. a bit. He's a bit of a weirdo. Well, if there's one thing I'm really good at, it's talking to people and getting what I want. Perfect. <laughs> That's two things. Never mind. <laughs> he just he just bellows over, uh, laughing. Because <laughs> he didn't realize you mentioned two things till you said it. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I well. suppose it could be one thing, but it's really two things. But I'm glad you like my sense of humor. I think we're going to get along really well. I think have we you, might. Have you met the new finance person, Jacques? Carries an umbrella. Maybe the other day, but if I don't remember you, I probably person. don't remember him. 
Yeah, uh, but yeah, not Sven. He's the short one. Yeah, he's the other new one. Okay. Right, Purple Caravan. Got it. Yeah, so you can go deal with him. If you can get it, great. If not, well, we can talk about coin later, but if you can make a deal with him, it's one less deal I have to make with him. Anyways, have fun. Bye-bye. Shoo-shoo. <laughs> Please don't change your mind. Change my mind? Why would I do that? Wait, what? I didn't say anything. Go away. <laughs> Go. I, she, I have busy work to do. Door. And he starts, like, air, air screwdriving the box. <laughs> like, oh the God. screwdriver is not touching the box at all. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you leave. And you head on, on down the road. Uh-huh. Passing the, the pet shop. Um, and next to it is this like large, like big wagoned caravan. Uh it's purple and covered in like all these different uh stars and celestial shapes. And it, on the side of it, uh on the side is facing the road is a big window where a man in a in an odd top hat is just standing there. Uh, arms leaning on the thing and and what I mean by odd top hat is this top hat is very small but very tall like like it's really like small the brim is really small and stuff it's like a little toy hat but it's very long and you can't see it like the top of it as it hides into the caravan hello there sir person of indeterminate gender and race Lou! <laughs> As you approach saying these things, the the man perks up. He goes, Well, hello! What can I... What can I do for, for you? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this voice. Um, it reminds you of something from my nightmares. <laughs> Charlene is unfazed. Jazz is taken aback. <laughs> Side, side note, real quick, break time. Is that voice too too much for you? Do oh, I need no, to change it's it? Perfect. I just, okay. It just literally reminds me of something, and I can't figure out what. Oh, I'll have to go find it. It's great, but oh, come on, come on, speak up. What do you need? What can I get uh, for you? Uh, well, what I need is not really why I'm here. Someone else I know. Hi, I'm Charlene. I'm the reporter. Do you mind if I ask your name and race and gender? You like I'm back sure. in an AOL chat room, but you know. Sure, I can give you my ASL. <laughs> well, my name is Kara. Kara Van. But most people just call me C Van. <laughs> I'm a you know, traveling salesman, prolific author. You might have heard some of my books. And well, as you can see, I'm a man. <laughs> ah. Enough of me. What about you? What can I do for you? <laughs> uh, I need, what did he call it? Um, a stone? Nope, it wasn't a stone. A rock? Nope, not that stone either. Stone rock? Um, hmm. Crystal gem? Gem. gem. That's the one. I need a gem. Um, it's a particular color. Nope, not color. Mm, shape. No. Sp- space. Uh, void. Void gem. Ooh, yeah. A vo- I, a I need void a void gem. gem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see here. Let me see. Uh, and he starts reaching up above him. He starts pulling down 
uh, flaps and they go like, uh, you know, like those window um, flaps Blinds. that like you pull down. Yeah. yeah, like you pull down and they yeah. go back. He does that a few times and you see every time he pulls down, it goes like A, B, C, Q, does like a star. It, it changes a few times until he gets to G. He's like, mm, G, Jim, Jim. Okay, let's see. No, wait. And he pulls down to J. Jim, there we go. And he reaches uh, up above higher and he pulls out a a large uh, blackened gem that's internal colors shine with like spots of yellows and purples and blues and greens and whites and even darker blacks. It's just all colors. <laughs> oh, it is truly an outrageous gem, isn't it? It's um, it's something. I, I'm not really sure, but. Do you know what it does? <laughs> well, it's a gem of power. It's like any other gem of power. What do you mean, what does it do? <laughs> well, I, I've seen gems of... of water and of fire, and... I've never seen one of void, much less one that starts with J. It starts with J? No, no, no. <laughs> no. See... A gem starts with a G. <laughs> then why did you have it categorized under J? Why not? Because then you could. But but words are important, and so are letters and order and alphabet and. Oh dear. Well, if I put it, if I put all my gems under G, then people would steal my G box. We can't have that. You're a madman. <laughs> I've been called worse. Now, it'll be a million gold. Let's say I didn't bring a million gold with me. <laughs> True, that would make you have large pockets, and <laughs> you do not seem to have such pockets. <laughs> I have dainty pockets, yes. Mm -hmm. What else would you accept? Mm, well, <laughs> we can we can make a trade. <laughs> a trade. Well, more so a, a favor. And not just any favor. I, as you have mentioned before, I'm a prolific <laughs> I'm a prolific author. And sometimes I need help. Ah, you need a story. <laughs> yes, but not right now. But if you're willing to help me with one of my stories <laughs> down, the, down the road, it would be... <laughs> Very adventurous of you. <laughs> I mean, appreciated. <laughs> well, I do like being appreciated, and I do like being adventurous, and I do love a good story. That's why I'm a reporter, after all. Ah, another crafter of the quill and ink. <laughs> well, yes. I'm actually needing a printing press, if you happen to have one of those around. But since they're large and I don't think they'd fit in your caravan, nor one of your boxes, I suppose the Void Gem will have to do. The Void Gem, indeed. <laughs> Shall we shake on it? <laughs> Before I make this deal, because I've dealt with a few shifty characters in my past, especially <gasps> ones who say shifty? they want my words. <laughs> I didn't call you shifty, I just said I've dealt with shifty people. There's a difference. That's true. That's I true indeed. <laughs> I'm a master of words, or a mistress, if you rather. Either will do. I think... 
I think you should tell me one of the stories that you already have, so I know what kind of stories you might need help with. Have you not read any of my 127,822 books? I haven't. Could you throw in a book for free with the Void Gems? I'll circulate it all around town. Well, when when my favor comes, it will be sent as a book for you to look over and help. Oh, but I don't get to read any ahead of time. One of your books is already done. Bring a good point. Come now, Have you heard of the Canary and the Singer? Canary and the Singer? I haven't. Do tell. Ah, well, it's about a singer who wanted to have the most beautiful voice. And then they turned into a canary. I suppose they got their wish then, hmm? They did. It was a very short story. <laughs> it was only four pages. <laughs> and it's a whole book, and you've read written more of those? Yes. How else do you think I have so many books? <laughs> so well, only two I thought words. you were some kind of magician. What? No. No. You're wearing a top hat. You live in a box that's painted purple and has stars and celestial bodies all over it. Look, there's an angel right there. He he sticks his head out of out of his uh, caravan. The top hat not ever coming out of it. It just kind of like loops over. You still can't see the top of it. He looks around. He goes, "Ah, oh, would you look at that? See, I told you, celestial bodies. Indeed. I guess it does have kind of a wizardy look. <laughs> As you can see." I just wear a top hat, and as he lifts up the the brim, the tip like tip his hat, the brim just slides up the long uh, pole of the hat. I don't know what the the top hat part of a top hat's called. Okay, good enough. So now, shall we shake on our deal? Well, you see, I I'm very particular about my timing of how and when I tell stories and read stories, and I'm a very busy person, so I want to make sure when you do call in this favor that it is a time that is mutually beneficial. Do you know when you might need this favor called in? Oh, it would be the next time I'm in town. <laughs> and what is the turnaround time required? You do understand, I do work on very strict deadlines, and sometimes I can't push one deadline back in favor of another deadline. And I'd hate for you to be disappointed and have this favor be all for naught, just because I didn't have time to sit down and read your book. Oh, I'm sure you'll have time to help with my story. <laughs> but yes, but I'm asking about the parameters around one in which I get, I get the book and then I have to have it returned to you. I'm just asking what kind of time are we talking about between those two actions? Well, the completion of the story would mostly depend on you. I'm a patient man after all. My, you are a patient man if you're willing for me to hold on to it indefinitely and for the favor to be for you to present me with the book. But I don't fulfill the paper until the favor until I get back to you with the book completed. And that just seems like a whole lot of pressure, especially (laughs) since you're not willing to put parameters around it. I do hope you understand what you're getting into. Oh, I do indeed. An editor with an indefinite deadline? My, 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 you are a patient man. And one not well acquainted with the ways of books and deadlines. Well, many stories, but (laughs) I wouldn't say you'd be much of an editor, more of a (laughs) co-author of sorts. (laughs) 
you know, as one who helps with the story. Oh, so I'd get to share a byline, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Her eyes start to twinkle just a little bit. Of sorts. <laughs> now, please, let's make a deal. Oh, are you exasperated? Are you not used to having this much conversation? I should have hoped that you would have liked to have a chat with the next person that you're talking to. It doesn't seem like you get many visitors or that you're in town very often. Are we not enjoying this conversation so very much? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you make a good point, but there does seem to be a line behind you. <laughs> and I would hate to have other people waiting. <laughs> now, and as he reaches his hand toward you, uh, and when I say hand, more so a fist as he extends one of each of his six fingers out. Shall we agree? And in the other hand, he holds out the uh, large void gem. From her pocket, Charlene is going to take out a handkerchief and hold it up and go, Would you mind so terribly if you wiped your hands off first? <laughs> Not at all. And he grabs the <laughs> handkerchief and with, with one hand, wipes it clean. Sounds good. And then while he's doing that, she pulls out a little uh, pocket mirror, uh -huh. a little compact, and opens it up and says, well, before I make any deals or favors, I do like to make sure I'm in my best form. And she holds it up, and she's going to use the mirror to search behind her both directions to see if there really is a line without her having to turn there, her back. There is a line of people, but no, no people you recognize... Um, and you can't really make out their faces. Um, like, you know they have faces, but you can't, like, discern any actual features, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, like they're just a little blurred or something. Yeah. Yeah, or too far away. She holds up the compact and goes, Don't you want to see how you look, too? And shows the mirror to his face. Yeah, he, he looks at it and goes, Oh, I have a loose strand out, and he grabs a, like a, a piece of his hair and he pulls it it extends about a good three feet before it plucks out and mind you the, this man's hair is like fairly short it's not like super yeah, long it's not three feet long no it's not three feet long and his hand what? is still outstretched <laughs> tell me do you know anything about horse ghost butlers or is it ghost horse butlers hmm Oh, well, I suppose we can talk about that later. And she takes his hand. Uh, so you take his hand and as his elongated fingers wrap around yours to give one large shake. Roll me spirit plus spirit. That's a nine. A nine. Okay. With your attunement to magic and just how weird this interaction is, you're a bit uh, like heightened sense right now, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. A bit on edge, maybe. You don't see it, but you feel like a like a chain has been wrapped around your wrist. Though okay. the feeling of the chain does disperse. Okay. I'm not going to let go of his hand right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, when we go to shake it and he goes to pull away, I'm going to grip a little tighter. I've got a really firm handshake. See episode one. Or two. <laughs> And I'm going to kind of pull him out a little bit, like pull him by his hand and go, do you realize what you've done? Do you? 
Mr. Van, we're going to have fun. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> the gem, please. And she holds her hand out. And with his other hand, yeah, in his other hand that had the gem, he places it gently in yours. Beautiful. And he claps his hands together. You're still holding on to his hand. He claps Mm -hmm. his hands together, goes, well, (laughs) now that that's settled, I assume you must be on your way. It is getting a little late. Oh, but not yet. And she's going to pocket the gem with one hand still between his two and go up and re- mm-hmm. go reach his hat and see if she can pull it off. Um, or at least touch the broom. To to give you a thing like this guy is not eye level with you. Right. Right. By, so I'm going up means. like this and I'm pulling him down with my hand and I'm going to reach up with the other one. Yeah. You so when you pulled his arm to like bring mm-hmm. him down, he just more so leans his head down. Right. And as soon as and you reach it. up to try to grab his hat, he just you know sits back up straight. Though you're not being pulled at all. He just goes, nah. Only I can touch the hats. <laughs> oh, Mr. Van, you are quite fascinating. Do come by for an interview sometime. I'm sure everyone in Heartbeats will want to know all about it. And by then, I'll have a printing press. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Neither can I. Toodles. And do you release his hand? Finally. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he waves off, and when you turn around the the people in line uh you know move around you and one-on-one just walk into the caravan just disappearing (laughs) what a curious man a little bit um but to to start wrapping up this special um you make your way back to timiris uh he informs you that it'll take a a few days to have your printing press ready and he will deliver it to your to your home uh when it is completed timiris oh yeah how many deals have you made with that mr van oh oh just one and (laughs) it's a weird one too did he ask you to read a book no tell him a story not really much stories but he asked me to get uh well, he wanted me to get him an ounce of snow from the top of the mountain. And did you? Of course. My man of my word. Well, if there's anything else you need, let me know. Uh, you know where to find me now, right? Uh, at my house that you said you'd drop it off to, the old flower shop. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go to the Sheep's Head Inn because it... Right, um... I got a phone call. I need you to wait here for one minute while I run to the Sheep's Head End uh, where you'll be because oh, they're... Oh. Right. I, I'm meeting Jacques. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should I should probably get going. Thank you, Timiris. What? Wait. And he, he starts like walking around the corner and he backs up to the door. His friend's still facing you and he opens the door and he starts sprinting out. Uh, so you head to the sheep's head in and about a dozen yards in front of you, you see Ramirez quickly uh, char- charging in and you soon follow suit about a minute or so later. And when you enter the door, you just have a room full of people yell happy birthday to you. 
Oh! Oh, it's my birthday! And, oh, how wonderful. <laughs> and before we end this, um, we're going to zoom the camera out, zoom it back to the caravan where we see C-Van and Matthew L. William standing next to each other, having a small conversation as they both seem to be smiling and grinning and looking back at the town. And Matthew L. William walks over to his pet shop that keeps going smaller and smaller till it's the size of a, like a dollhouse as he finally gets up to it and picks it up, brings it on into the caravan and the caravan starts moving along the road. And that's where we're going to call it. Wasn't that a great special? I enjoyed it. Yeah. And for those of you who might be confused, uh, go watch the first special where Matthew L. William is introduced because he's a great character because Matthew L. William is amazing. He is totally not creepy. It was a fun special. Jazz, how'd you like this this special? I really liked interrogating you. That was fun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was not expecting it, nor prepared. Of course not. That's the fun of heartbeats. You're never prepared for what we throw at you. Never! <laughs> well, just, we're going to end the episode now. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good plan. Bye, everybody! Bye! <laughs> hey, friend. Happy holiday season. From all of the cast of Heartbeats, we want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for all of your support this year, for listening along to the podcast and for talking with us on social media or on Discord, for anyone who said a kind word or recommended the show to a friend. We've loved telling stories in Heartbeats so far this year, and we think 2019 is going to be a pretty big year, a lot of escapades to come. And so we're glad to have you here with us for this journey. We hope you have a really lovely holiday season and a safe and enjoyable new year, and we'll see you in heartbeat soon.